Hello and welcome to Look What You Made Me Read, the podcast all about reading and making your best friend read the books that you want to read. And this week, it's <laughs> my turn. Kat, right, I have to introduce us. Me, I'm Kat. <laughs> my co-host, Val, she's here too. <laughs> Hi, that went, this is going so well. Oh, wow. I, I think I just my brain is... Completely empty. I don't it's know what to said. Yeah. And I, I mean, knew- this happens on when we have to do the, like, when you finish work ones. I mean, it's Yeah, exactly. I literally just came off work, so my brain is just empty. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, it's my turn to pick a book. And because... <laughs> You've already uh, picked because- the book. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, what I was going to say is that because it's... Canada Today today, I picked uh, Canadian-based historical fiction, The Home for Unwanted Girls by Joanna Goodman. Do you want to give us any background on Canada Day? Yes, uh, I would love to. So, (laughs) it's a day, and it's about Canada. (laughs) And we celebrate Canada. Nice. So how have you been? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah, I have been good. Um, I honestly don't even know why we celebrate on July 1st. Like, I genuinely have zero idea. Is it like Like, some kind of independence thing? Or is it like a... You know, well, because we're... No, because we're still not independent. We're still part of the Commonwealth, you know? Yeah. So So it's not that. (laughs) So it's definitely not that. Uh, I feel like we... I feel like um, seven years ago when you came to Ottawa and we went to the Museum of Civilization, there was a whole thing about Mm, Canada and the beginning of Canada. And I remember like reading i was like i had no idea about all of this <laughs> so we were learning together <laughs> i remember that the only the, the main thing i remember from that museum is us trying to find the sky room thing um that turned out to be close <laughs> it was close until like two years later or something that's my main takeaway from from that yeah I, i'm still pissed off about it the best part of that museum yeah. And it was close. I was like, because <laughs> I'd never gone, like, on my own to the museum. So I was like, <laughs> usually I'm just following someone around. I was like, how can I not find this part of the museum? <laughs> Am I crazy? And you, you just, crazy. the hype that you built up. I know. <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, it, that place is totally hype. Like, I was definitely not oh. overhyping it. It is crazy. Like, you know how museums can get pretty crazy, right? <laughs> I want to come again and see it. Yes. Uh, I haven't I don't, I haven't gone back, I think, since we went together. So I, I'm I due to I expect you to take a no one else there. Yeah, I refuse to Ever. go until I can go with you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> is that also where we did the passport thing? Or is that yes, that's right. Oh my god, that was no, so that, fun. That's the same museum. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> the kids section, which yeah. like honestly the best, uh, the best, where you get a little passport and we get to stamp through stamp. different countries. <laughs> and, Loved uh, it. Yeah, and there's a boat and a pyramid and a camel. Anyway, it's so a fantastic fun. museum. <laughs> we learned so much, as you guys can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so I would just like to say that um, Canada Day uh, commemorates the anniversary of the Constitution Act, which consolidated Ooh. three territories into the single nation of Canada way back in 1867. You just remembered that, right? You didn't. I just remember on the right. top of my head. I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ah, there it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I do remember... Uh, in 2017, it was a big deal because it was the 150th uh, anniversary of yeah, that. I remember that. <laughs> it well. was like a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Because when did I would have come in? It was 20... 2015 when you came in. It was 2015. I think there, I, and that was actually, that was why the museum was closed. Part of it, I think uh... they were doing a big renovation for the 150th, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. It. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And they were already starting preparing for the 150th when you showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to celebrate? Oh, I don't celebrate Canada Day. I think it's pointless. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if you I mean, were... If, if you were someone who <laughs> didn't think it was pointless, what would you do to celebrate? I mean, people go to Parliament Hill and do God knows what. Um, I'd... I generally don't really understand. There's fireworks. Uh, okay. People just, you know, it's Standard. people get the day off and they just That's drink good. and uh, and there's fireworks. But I personally hate fireworks, so that's out for me. Okay. Um, I like I have a grudge against fireworks. I don't like the. Loud I think that's because yeah, and yeah, any pet owner, anyone who's ever had a dog, I think just true. Like fireworks. <laughs> I mean, I 100% hate them because literally Neville will freak out yeah. and we can hear them from the condo, so it's annoying. But honestly, even as a kid, I didn't like fireworks. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought they were too loud to and like, I didn't like it. I scared of them. Yeah, I think I was exactly yeah. the same when I was young. Yeah. And I just, like, never got over it. And I was just like... I, like, I went to Disneyland when I was 12 and I refused to go to the big parade, like the evening parade, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see all the fireworks. Uh, really? <laughs> so I stayed <laughs> fair, in, in I our did. hotel room and watched cartoons. <laughs> so when we went to Par- Disneyland Paris recently, um, mm-hmm. we did stay for the fireworks at the end. And there's something about, I mean, you know what Disney are like. They just managed to fucking, I don't know, they were playing like the parts of the Caribbean theme. And like mm-hmm. they put Star Wars into it. And I was like, yeah, getting a bit emotional. Um, but they also use drones, which is like much cooler than fireworks. Oh, that is cool. I, I honestly, to this day, kind of regret not seeing that fireworks show, but the cartoons in my hotel room were good too. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I have a thing, unless you have a thing okay. you want to start with. No, not really. Okay. So, um, this is something that I've seen a little bit about with, so I, I end up, I follow slash get a lot of like interior design or like home design posts on my social media for some reason. Um, but, um, I've seen it about in the past, this kind of trend and I kind of completely forgot about it, but then I saw it again recently and someone was like, fuming about it so I just wanted to get your thoughts on it and it is to I'm, do I'm with books so it intrigued. is relevant <laughs> love <But> it <laughs> it is the um, trend of facing your books page now, outward eh, so that you have a neutral don't hate it. 
a neutral design in your home. (laughs) That's for somebody who doesn't like books. Uh Because, like, you're going to have to grab every single one to find the one you're actually looking for. Like, yeah. The, it's the dumb, and I don't even think it looks good. I think it looks dumb yeah. as hell. I, agree. Uh, I I don't like it at all. I've seen people. I remember seeing that um, a little while ago, and I was like, "Wrong, bad, terrible." <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. It it looks messy, in my opinion. It doesn't even look organized. Yeah, um, and you're just so it, like you're obviously just buying books just to have them on display, so you look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you yeah. want to look like, but like, oh, you're obviously not buying books because you enjoy them. <laughs> exactly. A hundred. That's what I feel. Cause like, or else you're like, cause I like looking at my bookshelves and seeing mm-hmm. the titles and like thinking, oh, that was a good book. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed this. Oh my God. I should reread that. You know, like that's what I like about looking at a bookshelf is looking and like noticing different genres, different authors, blah, blah, blah. Like that's yeah. what I like about my bookshelf. I don't want to see beige everywhere and not knowing what book is what, you know? Yeah. Unless it's like a fun game of like, can you guess the book based off how thick and tall it is? <laughs> yeah. Like that might be vaguely fun for uh, five minutes, but afterwards <laughs> we're in the back. There's also much less conversation starters when you have yeah. like more book titles on the show is more conversation starters when you have people around. Yeah. If you have people around, which I don't, but you're one of those <laughs> yeah, people no, me neither. <laughs> that have people in your house. But maybe one day. <laughs> um, or, but like, if I go to someone's place, like, and they have a bookshelf, I would immediately gravitate yeah. towards it and look at yeah, all the titles yeah, yeah. and be like, have you read this? Have you read yeah. this? Is this good? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, but if I go and it's all the other way, I'm like, can I like, g- look at every single book? I have to pull them out and like, <laughs> I... You shouldn't have to, like, uh, touch some person's books to know what they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I assume you would have this opinion. I just wanted to bring yeah. it up and make sure that we were on the same page. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you agree. Cause... Yes. But so. I feel like you'd have to, after having recently done a rainbow shelf, you would understand. Yes. Uh, and, to be fair, would be. there mm-hmm. is... Uh, two books on my shelf that are that way and it's only because <laughs> one of them, the pages are bright orange and it works really well with my rainbow. Yes. And okay, one that's of them, different. Yeah, and it's only one and it's not a great book anyway and <laughs> the other one is the pages are like jet black and it look, works really well as like the start of my rainbow as well. If If the pages are like painted, like stenciled or whatever... That's a different story because yeah. you're displaying a special uh, part of the book, a like special feature of the book, because yeah. uh, you got a special edition, so you want to show that off, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely know what those different. books are based on yeah. the color of the page. <laughs> exactly, it's orange, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's too bad that that book because uh, uh, it's the fire one, right? The yes, slow fire burning. Yeah, that one that we wrote for the podcast last year. It's really too bad that that was a pretty, like, meh book because yeah. <laughs> uh, because those stencils are really pretty. And yeah. Now you can't get, you can't get rid of it because it's pretty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would never is... get rid of a book that's stenciled could just because no. it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is The Cousins, which is also a meh book, but they just went oh. so rogue with, like, the black pages. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's too bad. 
Yeah. Oh, that makes sense now, because <laughs> I remember when you told me about the rainbow shelf, you said something about the cousins, and I uh-huh. was kind of confused what you meant, and now I realize <laughs> you were talking about the pages were black, and now yeah. it makes sense, because you were like, it starts with the cousins, and I was like, huh? Because <laughs> mine isn't like that, I have a different edition. Yeah. So I was just kind of confused, I was like, isn't the cousins, like, just, like, sort of, like dark-ish but not fully black so I didn't even understand why you start with it anyway yeah it all makes sense now (laughs) it's all come together yeah (laughs) um I was also gonna say we should finally I say finally we only spoke about it in the last episode but we should reveal because it happened off episode who yes we thought the perfect gunkle is because we discussed it a little bit I think on the episode We did. Um, and you had an uh, epiphany. An epiphany. Yes, I, we discussed who should play Patrick from the book The Gunkle last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. And uh, it, neither of us were, you know, happy with our, our, our with our picks, you know? There were potentials, you know? But <laughs> I was at work and suddenly, out of nowhere, my brain found the perfect perfect <laughs> casting and i'm not 100 sure how to pronounce his last name but it's andrew reynolds is that yeah. right reynolds yes. cool yeah. and i was like he, I, I was perfect. like how it's literally perfect uh like flawless there i can't even think of anyone else that could possibly even be close to being as perfect for him he's literally the exact same age as patrick i googled it uh really yeah he's 43 which if i remember correctly patrick's 43 i could be wrong but for some reason he was somewhere around there yeah yeah so he's 43 perfect age uh he has is the correct look like he's handsome but he's not like like uh like um, like Traditionally, stereotypically, like well, no, he is, much. but he's not. He's yeah, he's not like movie star. Like, yeah. can't believe he's real hot. Yeah. You know, kind of like Matt Bomer is, um, and and he has the perfect vibe. Like, he would yeah. he like would embody that character perfectly. It's crazy. Yeah. I told my mom about it as soon as uh, that same day that I told you. And she, like, I told her and she just had a blank face. And she was like, she's like, I have no idea who that is. And I showed her a picture. She's like, oh, no, I do know who that is. And that is perfect. And I was like, okay, phew. I was worried yeah. that she wouldn't understand. <laughs> she just doesn't um, know names. <laughs> no, as soon as you sent it to me, I was like, there is no one else. Now that you yes. like, that's it. And if it is, if I they make a movie so and it is anyone else, I will be extremely disappointed. Hmm. I'll I'll pick it the the premiere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like literally perfect. I couldn't believe it. I was I was very proud of myself. Yeah, well it's actually done. the proudest moment of my life. You know, good. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I mean, that was yeah. it for me. Yeah, I mean, not much has happened with me. I. I did go see the Bob's Burger movie in theaters, which oh, was yeah. very exciting. Was it good? Um, other than it was fantastic. It was really fun, especially for a Bob's Burger super fan like yeah. myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun, and it was kind of fun just watching it in on the big screen, you know. Yeah, uh, 
And other than that, I've been rewatching Modern Family for the past like three weeks. So that's been I've fun. been thinking about doing that. Yeah, it, it's uh, very satisfying. It's the kind of thing that you could it just like washes over you. You can do other stuff while you're watching. Yeah, it's a very it's, easy watch. It's easy, exactly. It's like it uses no brain space, which is what I like. Yeah, same. And it, watching it made me realize that I am 100% a Mitchell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, some of, some of the moments where he's like correcting people and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we uh, talk about the book then, if we have nothing else? Yeah. Brianna? Right. So... In celebration of Canada Day, I thought we could read a book about, um, you know, a, a very uh, a traumatic thing that happened in Quebec. <laughs> it's great. Let's celebrate by talking about Canada trauma. Uh, it was very educational for me as well. I had no idea that that was honestly. It was for me for somewhat. Um, I'll explain further, but. Um, so basically this book, The Home for Unwanted Girls by Joanna Goodman, is uh, basically a story about the Duplessis orphans. So for anyone who doesn't know, which unbelievable if you didn't know, because clearly <laughs> I totally knew, but uh, <laughs> as basically in the 1950s, uh, Duplessis, who was the premier of Quebec, uh, decided to convert a bunch of orphanages into mental hospitals because it would make more money, basically. <laughs> and um, so a lot of orphans were deemed mentally unfit, mentally ill, even though they were not, and suffered uh, horrific abuse from the nuns and doctors and um so this story is about maggie who is a girl who lives in quebec uh with english father and a french mother so she's kind of like foot in both worlds uh in the 50s she becomes pregnant as a teenager of course quebec is a very catholic state a uh, state <laughs> province <laughs> um and uh, so obviously, uh, unmarried teenage pregnancy is a big no-no. So basically, there wasn't really any options. And her parents basically made her give away her child. And the story kind of follows this, what happens to Maggie and also what happens to her daughter, Elodie, uh, when she goes to an orphanage that eventually gets turned into a mental hospital. And she get, she is... Uh, pronounced mentally uh ill mentally unfit and uh treat her as such even though she is not she's perfectly normal child and so anyway yeah so it's super uplifting (laughs) basically (laughs) uh tells the story of how like maggie fell in love with gabrielle a french boy you know and you know, is the classic Romeo and Juliet, you know, doesn't work once French, once English. Uh, her dad is like super prejudiced against French people. He doesn't want this to happen. Uh, so they can't be together, but you know, pregnancy happens. Uh, she doesn't tell him, you know, she's literally a child going through a traumatic experience. 
And um, he moves on. They both eventually move on. They both marry different people. And 10 years after the pregnancy, they kind of reconnect until he finds out about the pregnancy, which, <laughs> oh my God. Can we talk about her friend? Her quote-unquote friend, I was literally losing my shit. <laughs> Terrible. Like, awful friend. And, okay, so she's, like, she has this friend who, I mean, she was, like, kind of awful as a teenager and then still awful as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, at one point she, she uh, confides in her and tells her about her teenage pregnancy and how Gabrielle doesn't know about the pregnancy and but how she wants to tell him and blah, blah, blah. She's getting all this off of her chest and telling this friend who... I, mean, I was just like, the entire conversation, I'm like, why are you telling her this? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> she's, first of all, she's been... Uh, see you next Tuesday. The entire conversation, she <laughs> like she literally is like, "Oh, I heard that you were having such a hard time conceiving. <laughs> that must suck. I have three kids, but that must suck for you." Uh, word for word, that's exactly how it's written. In the that was book. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was like losing it, and then of course she tells Gabriel about the pregnancy, and he freaks out. Uh, but I was like, when that was happening, I was like, of course, of course she told him. Fucking, yeah, it's insane. And like, basically because of a grudge that she's had since she was like 15, it's like, get over it. <laughs> like, it's been how many years? <laughs> exactly. Because she's upset because she had a crush on Gabrielle when they were teenagers and he ended up with Maggie and, she, and she's still not over it, even though she's still married with it. three kids. I'm like, girl. <laughs> You're a grown-ass adult. Get over it. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> I was losing it. That part. <laughs> but thankfully, it does kind of move on pretty quickly from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, anyway, uh, so Gabrielle leaves and without a trace, basically, because she's just, like, done with her. But of course, Maggie finds out she's pregnant again with Gabrielle's baby and uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a bunch of stuff happens. Uh, we also get the journey of Elodie through the orphanage onto the mental hospital, to another mental hospital. I don't know, all the abuse she's faced there. And then her growing up and uh, being sent out into the world as... Because uh, eventually in the 70s, late 60s, 70s, they start uh, realizing how messed up turning a bunch of orphanages into mental hospitals was and start reassessing what? all of it. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> uh, that something might have gone wrong there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so basically reassess everything and she's eventually deemed not mentally incompetent and is out in the world and uh, she struggles with that until eventually at the end of the book they do reunite, which is nice, but um, yeah. it was it was rough. It was a heart-wrenching, rough read, but yeah. very, like you said, very educational because, again, it's based off a real event with obviously fictionalized characters. Um, and for me personally, having uh, lived in Quebec, Quebec for the first 20 years of my life, uh, I found that very interesting um, to read all about this. Yeah. And, uh, um, so what did you think? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I mean, when I was reading it, the whole time I was like, 
confused as to whether that had actually happened actually or happened it yeah. was because i was just like this is so re- like Fucked. insane <laughs> and ridiculous and fucked yeah. up. like there's no way yeah. this was an that actual thing that happened like what yeah um and and you kind of and like how the nuns were sort of like a whole part of it and you know like getting a lot oh, of yeah. profits from it and like just insane so i was (laughs) i yeah i spent probably most of the book wondering if that was actually something that happened i think i kind of accepted it towards the end um which is interesting to know because like i think uh, when you think of canada you don't think you think of like i mean i know it's like maybe slightly different now with like what's going on but um yeah you don't think of like you just think of like you guys being super nice and like <laughs> you've got yeah. all your shit figured out and you guys are doing Which is, it right. Like, so misleading. <laughs> yeah, because um, we really don't. And I mean, like <laughs> this is not even like uh, touching on the atrocities that happened with uh, native people. So yeah, yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, Quebec's always been kind of it, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I can't really speak on it too in depth, but there's been, it's, it's, it's always been treated at such a, such a different part of Canada, like so mm-hmm. separate to Canada and it's created a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Animosity, you know, mm-hmm. between French and English people. And, but also just <laughs> the fact that because especially Quebec was such a Catholic place and the church and the government got away with so much it's crazy and like to this day uh the catholic church refuses to take any blame for it hasn't apologized for the Duplessis orphans like the government has attempted to like they've uh give a what's the word i'm looking for not recommendation compensation yeah, but not that was the word I'm looking for. But compensation works. Um, a compensation for the orphans uh, out there, and you know they've done that a few times and apologized, blah blah blah. But yeah, literally the church still hasn't uh, taken any blame. They and basically uh, the government and church have basically blamed each other for the longest time until the government mm-hmm. was finally like. Here's some money. We're sorry about that. Like God. forty years later, yeah, or 50, and it wasn't yeah. even like yeah. When you think about the the time yeah. scale, like not even it's that in the long 50s. ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but wild, I guess yeah. like if we're thinking of like I mean overall as a book, I actually like because I mean as we know from previous <laughs> podcast episodes, even if we talk about what the book's about before, I completely. Uh, forget what any book is about until oh yeah I start reading it. <laughs> so i kind of went in like i don't remember what this is about um and <laughs> i mean at the beginning it was giving me very like where the crawdads sing vibes i think i got oh, that sure, like, yeah. a little bit throughout the book um it's kind of that sort of uh tough sort yeah, of read, totally see like that, that farm life sort of story mm-hmm. whatever um but i actually really enjoyed reading this book like um yeah it was one that once i started like it was um kind of tough to put down um totally yeah it's like it's a hard subject to read but Mm. i found the characters really interesting and well fleshed out and like uh you just really want to know what was going to happen to these characters um 
Sadly, I was sort of spoiled because, I really... <laughs> um, fun fact, I read, so technically there's a sequel to this book. Oh. <laughs> and I read that two years ago. <laughs> what? How come? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's not really advertised as a sequel, but the, okay. there's another book called The Forgotten Daughter by Joanna Goodman. And that came out in 2020. And when it came out, I bought it because, you know, it was, uh, it said, it from the description, just was like French Canadian historical fiction. I was interested because even though I grew up in Quebec, I feel like my knowledge of Quebec is very lacking. And I, and you know, I like we learned so little history about Quebec, even when we, <laughs> even though I lived in Quebec, you know, yeah. Like I feel like Cana- the Canadian history that we were taught in school was so minimal, like. I feel like I I learned more uh, world history than I did Canadian history, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's um, always the case. Like, even in, like, yeah. I didn't do, like, full school in the UK, but, like, from <laughs> speaking to other people, like, you don't... And, like, England has done a lot of fucked up shit, and you just don't... Yeah. It's, like, completely removed from, like, any school, <laughs> school history. Exactly. Yeah. And... And I, I'm hoping it's kind of getting a bit different nowadays, but I have no idea. I don't mm. go to school, so who knows? <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, I saw that book uh, two years ago and I read it and I was completely engrossed. And it, it is basically read as its own story because the book mm-hmm. is about a girl who's like not involved in this book at all, but she ends up falling for James, Maggie's son. Oh, okay. Um, so he is it's said in the 90s, this book, The Forgotten Daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's all grown up and uh, and she's a French girl. He's more or less English, you know. Um, he's bilingual, but, you know, Maggie's pretty English. So anyway, there's a whole yeah. stuff about that. And um, anyway, but within that book, there's also parts of the book that are told in Elodie's, uh perspective, who's now, like, I think, fifth, uh, I guess she'll be in her 40s, late 40s, I think, uh, in the in that book. And it's about basically the Duplessis orphans trying to get uh, compensation from the government and blah, blah, blah. That happens all yeah. in this book. And so so that's where I originally heard about the Duplessis orphans was two years ago when I read that okay. book. And then this one kind of went more into detail about it. And, and so yeah. it was funny because I was reading this book and I was like, these, I was because I knew it was about the Duplessis orphans. I just thought it was a different book. About the, yeah. Like I thought like this one, she goes more in depth because in The Forgotten Daughter, she does talk about the Duplessis orphans, but she also talks about the FLQ, which is like, Mm-hmm. Fédération de Libération de Québec, which is a whole uh, Québec Libre uh, movement that happened in Québec where they wanted to separate. A whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that kind of talks more about that and about the October crisis, which was a whole domestic terrorist thing that happened in Québec. Anyway, <laughs> and... Um, where was I going? I was so was long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were basically saying how... Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like... Uh, so I just thought it was a separate thing. That was yeah. just the same subject. Uh, and then I was like, oh, these characters sound familiar. <laughs> As I was reading this one. I was like, wasn't the girl also called Elodie in, in the other book? And, I was, and then I, I go on Goodreads. And, and then I, it says, like, basically that the Forgotten Daughter was, like, 
number two of Home for a Wanted Girls, basically. But yeah. I mean, they they both can be read as standalones, but uh, like reading The Forgotten Daughter, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Yeah, uh, uh, but but if you read The Home for a Wanted Girls and you kind of want to know what happens to Maggie and Idzi after the reunion and how kind of that goes and. Uh, you can read The Forgotten Gar- Daughter, which I absolutely adored. It was so good. Um, which is oh, what yeah, made me want to read this book. Because I yeah. was like... Uh, which is actually really fascinating. Because, again, so the October crisis, like I said, was like a domestic terrorist thing that happened in Quebec. Again, a thing I had never heard of until I read that book. And I was like, how uh-huh. have I now heard... They, actually, it's briefly mentioned in The Home for Unwanted Girls about how they kidnapped a, a government official and he died. Uh, like, they... Uh, oh, yeah. It mentions yeah, yeah, when yeah. Edith in bed with the American guy and she's like, oh, yeah. he's dead or whatever. Um, yeah, so <laughs> kind of talks about that and... Um, and I was just like, I can't believe I had never heard of this. <laughs> like, how how am I living in Quebec for most of my life, for 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of this happening? It was like in the 70s, obviously, 20 years before I was alive, but still. It seems still, crazy yeah. that I'd never heard of it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting subject, especially... Especially for yeah. me, who, like, I can understand kind of Maggie's perspective of having one foot in, you know, in the French side and the other English side. That was a terrible sentence, but you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, because similarly to her, I have a French dad and an English mother, and I went to French school for most of my life, and then, um, but now I'm primarily English speaking, uh, so... I get, I get the, the struggle. I get it. Yeah. You know? I struggle a lot, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but belong is... anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it, is <fun laughs> it is fun to hear you say the names in, in your French accent. Fr- yeah. Because that is not <laughs> how I was reading them. <laughs> I'm like, Duplessis. <laughs> Duplessis? <laughs> <this> Duplessis. <laughs> Oh my god! Actually, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to hear you like, like how you, <laughs> or like, uh, just like how you uh, heard the names, but also like, if there's any like cultural or even uh, French moments in the book, because a few times there's like French sentences or yeah. terms or anything like that that you're confused or you want to hear about. Um, I mean, I didn't like, like immediately I, think. I know a few times they say tabarnak in the That's book. okay. That I was like, <laughs> how the hell do you pronounce this word? Because it sounds, it doesn't sound French at all. <laughs> tabernak. <laughs> tabernak. Like, what is that? Uh, yeah, it's tabarnak, which is a very French Canadian swear word, basically. Okay. It, it doesn't like sound black. French. Even when you say tabarnak. it. Tabarnak. It's a very French Canadian. It's not like. Yeah. Because French. Uh, the Canadian French and the European French is vastly different. Like, yeah, they sound completely different. Honestly, like I have a hard time understanding France from France from French, French from France. 
like I'll if I'm watching a French film that's from France, I will put the subtitles on, you know? Uh, oh yeah. Cuz it's so different. Like there's even words that we say differently. Uh, yeah. That will have different meanings and and just the the accent is just completely different. So in France they do um, not say tabernacle. Tabernacle. They don't say tabernacle. <laughs> Does it just mean like <laughs> shit essentially? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great it's a great swear word. Um, yeah, maybe I'll start using it. You should, and it, I'm just confuse like, everyone around me. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like oh, you guys don't know it's a French Canadian swear word. <laughs> I guess you're not cultured. <laughs> Um, but I mean no other than that it was just like names and places like phrases and stuff she would like translate in English afterwards um, right which was quite useful unless it was like mon dieu or like something like that which is like kind of everyone knows anyway but um, yeah it was mostly like the people's names because you know everyone's name has an accent on it so it's like yeah how do you say that name that's Um, true that's true but, and or, like um, when you read like Gabriel, were you like Gabriel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Clementine and <laughs> Clementine, <laughs> Clementine. <laughs> um, I don't Clementine. remember anyone else's names. Oh, there was like a Elodie. <laughs> Elodie. Yeah, that's just like Elodie. Um, yeah. Well, all the. Maggie's like sisters were pretty much English because the There's, dad like was Victoria, old. right, and like Geraldine yeah. or something. Was that her name? Violet, was it? Oh, Violet. It was a yeah. It was a V name. Yeah. Which I I thought was kind of weird that she called Maggie called her son James because that's a very English name. Like, there's not really a French translation for James. Did was her dad called James? Do we know what her dad was called? Because I don't remember. Was that why? <laughs> I don't know. I assume I, so, but then I couldn't. John or maybe it was James. I don't know. No, no, because like no, she she was angry with her dad when her when she gave birth yeah. to her son. So it couldn't yeah. have been that. Um, I I was just very confused by why she would call him James because, like, I know she calls him James Gabriel. Yeah, whatever the last name is, uh, and but like yeah, it was just like because like. I can't even... There's not really a French version of James. But you so speak like, the last name. How do you say that last name? Phoenix. Just or Phoenix. Or Phoenix? Phoenix. 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 Okay. Yeah, there we go. You got it. Phoenix. Yeah, so it was like... P-H... Accent aigu. N-I-X. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, the nuns were such bitches. Duh. Yeah, there's a lot of like really hard moments to uh, yeah read it's, in this book. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, like. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. I was just gonna say like probably a lot of like triggering stuff as well. Like there's a lot of abuse yes. um, and violence and stuff like that. Um, so it can be a bit hard to get through. Um, but it is, yeah, a very, very interesting read and educational. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any, uh, triggers, you'd definitely look up (laughs) any uh, trigger warnings (laughs) for that book. Um, um, I, I was especially upsetting when like, 
uh, Maggie and Gabrielle get to the actually correct uh, mental oh. hospital. And yeah. they're asking to find Elodie, and they're like, mm, she dead. And and then, like, yeah. two seconds later, they go see Elodie, and they're like, your mom's dead, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, that is so cruel. Like, so unimaginably yeah. cruel. And, yeah. like, I don't know if that actually happened to anyone, but I wouldn't be surprised, because yeah. there was definitely some um, on-record, like, horrible abuse that happened to yeah. the Duplessis orphans. It's crazy because there's so the many Duplessis. times in the book. Duplessis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many times in the book where, like, Maggie is so close to finding exactly um, Elodie. And then, like, you go to the next chapter and it's, like, five years later. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, come uh, on! Cause, like, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, like, that moment you just described where they're, like, in the same building as her yeah. was, like, six or seven years before she actually got released is like mm-hmm. crazy and then even when she does get released it's another how many years before they get reunited exactly yeah yeah it's just so depressing it's like yeah. and i and i knew they had a late reunion because of mm. having read the forgotten daughter it's mentioned in yeah. that because you know they struggle in their relationship obviously sorry yeah. Mild spoiler alerts, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, obvious. But uh, so I knew that they the reunion was later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also had completely forgotten that uh, Elodie then has a child because <laughs> uh, it's mentioned in the Brown Daughters. But that was two years ago. That's like five hundred <laughs> books ago. <laughs> That's not an important detail. <laughs> yeah, how am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> Uh, that was one thing, like, I mean, I mean, this is not a book that, I mean, it's a very, very real book. It's not one of those, like, everything works out for everyone yeah. kind of book. So it's like, I was really hoping that there wouldn't be that kind of, re- you know, the cycle gets repeated. Um, mm. And unfortunately, yes. it does end up that way. And I was just like, no. Um, but also, I mean, it does, obviously, like, when Elodie has her child, like, it changes her in, in a lot of good ways. But it it is just like... Yeah sad to see her go through a very similar thing that her her mother had to go through yeah exactly but but at least now you know it's like it's like it it was very upsetting but but like it's not necessarily a happy ever after at the end of the book but there is some hope there you know there's some hopefulness which i like to see like I don't want to be completely depressed, you know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end, like, terribly. <laughs> it ends on a exactly. note of uh, hope, which is quite nice. Yes. Anyway. Um, I don't really have too much to say other than I really enjoyed it. I thought it's a fascinating subject, and uh, I like hearing about uh, Quebec's history uh, without actually mm. having to read, like, a history book. I like it <laughs> riddled with fiction, you know, so that it keeps me entertained. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I now feel like I know a lot more about um, Canada. So yeah, so you can bring that up at like your next dinner party. I'm like, have yeah. you guys heard of the? And you say perfectly, Duplessis orphans. <laughs> Duplessis. The Duplessis Nailed it. Orphans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you said orphans on the accent. Like yeah. <laughs> Duplessis orphans. <laughs> Talking in a French Canadian accent. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. I would kill to see that. <laughs> uh, 
Well, so what would you rate it? I think it is a solid four out of five book. <laughs> you said four out of five book? Star- four out of four star book, yeah. Oh, okay. What, I what didn't hear it? the star part. I just hear four I out of five book. I didn't say the star <laughs> book, but I thought it was four out of five book. Yeah, maybe it does sound weird. Sound weird. <laughs> It's a solid but... four out of five star book. <laughs> okay, okay, I kind of get where you were going with it. It just it <laughs> threw me it threw me for a loop. Um, I apologize. That being said, I completely agree with you. A solid four, mm-hmm. like a, a slightly higher four, like a four two five, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'll give it a solid four stars. I actually gave the Forgotten Daughter the sequel a five star, and I do Ooh. maintain that. I think I really okay. liked it. I. Uh, I thought it was really good. I don't know where I remember that. Uh, but anyway, I liked it a little bit better, <laughs> but I did really enjoy The Home for Unwanted Girls. Nice. Yeah, I might look into yeah. the, what's it called? The Forgotten Daughter? Forgotten Daughter. The Forgotten Daughter. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, the plus side is that mm. uh, since we didn't have too much to say about the book, we have time for a fun little game. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone loves. <laughs> everyone loves our games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're trying something a little new today, which people love it when we experiment with our games. Yeah. Well, the last one just went Yikes. so well. And we just peaked, so now we think we have to switch up again. Yeah, um, there's no beating that quiz from last no, time. No, <laughs> there isn't. Like, there's, why, even, I, why even try? I still think about that poop glitter answer. I can't even remember <laughs> what it answered to, but I still think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. And, it, and the, um, the question that was like, what's your favorite color? And they barely gave us any colors. It was all like yeah, abstract crap. It was like crap. rainbows, glitter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no like, those are colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, do you, do you want to explain the game or? Uh, no, I'll let you go ahead. Okay. So, um, credit to Alice, cause she's the one that sent me this trend and said we should do it. Um, but it's basically, um, it's a little bit like virally on, uh, social media at the moment, but it's basically the whole, like, it's a 10, but, um, thing. So, um, <laughs> With this one, we'll be doing um, books. So, like, for example, the books are ten, but uh, there's a love triangle or something like that. Um, oh, well, there goes my first one. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I thought okay, you were but I have, it, I, I, know... have, I have specifics to it, though, so. Okay. okay. There's, like, more to it than just love triangle. <laughs> okay. Because I was, like, thinking about that one, but then I was like, that's, I mean, we just know Kat hates that, so <laughs> that's not. Yeah, but I, but I. I did like, I have like, sort of like two alternatives to the love triangle, you know? Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'll explain later. I wonder if we have any similar ones. I feel like some of mine That's are what bit, I was like, wondering. need explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mine too. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to do like one you, one me? Or do you want to do all yeah. of those and then I do all of mine? No, let's take turns. Okay. Do you want to go okay. first? Yeah, my first one is, the book would be a 10, but... There's a love triangle. However. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have two, like, alternatives. So, okay. 
The book will be a 10, but there's a love triangle and the main character ends up with the one you weren't rooting for. Oh no. <laughs> a two. <laughs> it's gone down to a, a two. A two. 100% a two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Alternatively, I had, uh, the book would be a 10, but there's a love triangle. Triangle. <laughs> However, it's gay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And that one, I would give it a five because it's still bad, but it is gay. So I'll give it that. But I still yeah, hate I mean, the love triangle trope. So eh, maybe four. Yeah. I'll give it four. You know, I'm not willing to put it that high. Maybe I'll do like 5.5. 5. Yeah. I just truly despise the love triangle. <laughs> As I, I know I've never mentioned this, but should I tell you guys how much? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Your turn. This one, I think, is... I have an example as well, because I just couldn't get my words yeah. right. But, <laughs> I feel like I have um, something like that, where I was like, uh, whatever, good enough, I'll explain when I... <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's my second one. Sorry, my first one is a lot easier. Okay. Okay, so, the plots are ten, but there are no likeable characters. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um. Huh, seven. Ooh, that high. Uh, yeah, five. I could still really enjoy a book even if the, all the characters are unlikable, if the plot's good. Yeah, But I if the plot some... isn't a 10, then it would be lower, yeah. Yeah. So what about you, sir? Uh, I would say about 5. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I just, I feel like I have read books where all the characters are unlikable, but I still enjoyed it. Um, because of the plot. But the Atlas 6 was not one of them. Let me just say. <laughs> the, the plot was a, a zero and the characters were a zero. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, the book would be a 10, but... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what did I write? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, Sorry. Okay, this trilogy would be a 10, but oh. the main relationship you're rooting for only gets together in the third book. Oh. Yeah. Six. Mm, 10. I can, I, I can deal with a slow burn. <laughs> oh, a slow burn is, is rough for me. It's... It can be rough, but I can it all if it's done well. I could also like really do it for me because a whole trilogy that delayed delayed gratification can work for me. Oh, <laughs> I know, no. but that's why I wrote because for some people, not so much. That, like uh, you, <laughs> that is rough. Yeah. Um, okay. The okay. So we got the book would be a ten, but the reason for conflict is. Um, because of not communicating, or because of love interest not communicating with the other, I, I have like, something people similar. We meet on vacation style, yeah. like just talk to uh, each other, and this would yeah. be solved. I actually have something so similar. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, because. If it's a 10, I could, you know, I don't like, I don't dislike the miscommunication trope as much as a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, cause like, sometimes I want conflict without 
the characters actually hurting each other. And sometimes yes. the only way to do that is with a miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I could still give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Yeah. I was also yeah. going to say eight. Nice. Um, like it can be, it can be done really badly. So sometimes not, but, um, but yeah, it, it can still be great. Um, yeah. Okay. The book would be a 10, but the main character has a really toxic person in their life that they forgive by the end because they're the bigger person. Ugh. Four. 100% like three. I hate yeah. that. I Horrible. absolutely hate I was... when they do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of a similar thing and I just couldn't figure out the way to put it into words, but I was yeah. almost going to have a similar one. <laughs> I struggled with this, like, wording yeah. this one. I, like, rewrote it so many times because I was like, a parent or a friend that is... And I was like, no, how can, how can I write this more succinctly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fucking hate that. Um, I absolutely hate that. I was like, I'm like, no, cut them off. Don't forgive them ever. And it's so <laughs> hold common. grudges. Like, <laughs> so so common. Yeah, exactly. It's happened so often. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Okay. So we have book could be a ten, but the super bubbly, skinny, attractive protagonist constantly says how quirky and different she is, and then I put dot dot dot. She's not like other girls. One. One. <laughs> yeah. I knew you. <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah, have that reaction. Yeah. yeah, I actually have a sort of similar one, so I'm going to skip to that one because I think it's kind of funny because it's a bit more specific. But because okay. I had a specific <laughs> book in mind, but uh, uh, the book would be a ten. But one of the main characters continually references Harry Potter. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that have I read that okay. book no uh, I can't remember I think it's called something like written in the stars and okay. it's like a sapphic rom-com type book but one of the main characters she's she's basically the human equivalent of a BuzzFeed quiz like <laughs> she she's she was like a caricature of a millennial you know talking about harry yeah. potter and what house oh you're totally that and what's your ast- astrology sign and oh my god i just did this buzzfeed quiz and it was so fucking annoying like i couldn't stand this character <laughs> yeah see when it's done uh, in an unironic way then it's very much like a three to four um yeah it but was, i have ironically done all that stuff um, well, yeah, no, 100%. But it's like, when you're reading a book, and especially yeah. nowadays, and these are not yeah. old books, but especially nowadays, can we just retire all the Harry Potter references? Like, people mm-hmm. being like, ugh, you're such a Slytherin. I'm like, can we retire that? <laughs> and this is coming from someone who was, like, really big into Harry Potter. I- I'm telling people, it's time to retire that. Yeah. Yeah, if it's part of your, like, character's main personality than no. And it was in this book. So no. It's going to, I don't know, like a four. Yeah. Um Okay. We have the romance is a ten, but the sex scenes make you cringe. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um and as someone who considers herself somewhere on the asexuality spectrum, that can certainly happen for me. <laughs> and 
You know what? I'll give it... Uh, I'll give it a six. Because I can skim over sex scenes. Sex scenes. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Uh, but, like, when they start talking about their fucking flower buds, I can't remember what they called them. I mean, that was what came into mind. When yeah. I mind. <laughs> um, okay, let me... Okay. The book would be a 10, but there's something mysterious that happened in the past that's hinted throughout the book and only gets revealed <laughs> at the very end of the book and inevitably disappoints because it's been built up for too long. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't mind this trope too much, I to be honest. <laughs> so I'm gonna go 7. I actually don't mind it that much. I'm gonna say 5. Like, uh, 4. I mean before. <laughs> uh, I just I think I've read it too much that at this point I can't stand it. And I just yeah. I think the reveal should happen at least halfway through. So that we can cause like cause if you wait till the very end, then I can't like appreciate character growth if it happened mm-hmm. if you just tell me what happened at the very end, you know? Yeah. Like I don't understand what these characters went through. I can't appreciate their character growth and blah blah blah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think it also depends on how disappointing the reveal is as well. True. I just I actually if it's like awful people then who just, yeah. people who people we meet on vacation is one of the ones that I think about because they they literally stopped talking. Their best friends stopped talking for like two years because of this big thing that happened in one of their vacations. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, what the hell happened? It must be something super <laughs> yeah. serious. And they like kissed when they were drunk or something. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, that's it? And you guys stopped talking for two years? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that is annoying. But also I think of like the steps on that book I read where it was like, Oh. Um, they kind of revealed like half, they did reveal halfway through like what this supposed twist was, but then they carried on the rest of the book as if it was still like a twist. And that was just oh, like okay. horrible to read because it was like, you've told me what the twist is, but you're still carrying on this facade as if like, I'm going to find out something new and I never do. There's a difference between, so like I'm specifically more speaking about something like that in a romance. When it's in a mystery, that's kind of a different thing. You know? Yeah, no, like I get that. Mis- yeah. In a mystery that if something's revealed at the end, then that's like for a fact. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh basically how I feel about uh that trope. <laughs> <laughs> Your- um, is it mine? I think so. Yeah, because I just okay. did the mysterious twist thing. I struggled to be honest with finding a fifth one. Um I have a- I actually did more than five. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um, my fifth one is the book would be a ten, but the female protagonist is written terribly by a male author. Oof, one. Yeah. One. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I have a sort of similar one <laughs> where... Okay. Well, not quite, but I wrote the book would be a ten, but the main character is a straight white cis man. <laughs> 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 I feel like I, I was trying to think what book have I read that the main character. Me would be too. Straight, That's what I was also trying to think. Of. And the only thing I can think of is like Stephen King. <laughs> God. So yeah. is there that being else? said, I do love The Shining. So 
technically it could still be a 10, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've read any. I would love to go through my books and see, like, how many main characters are straight cis white men. Wow. Because, like, there's a lot that are cis white men, but they're gay. (laughs) I guess Um, the silent patient. Yeah, you're right. The silent patient. And that's a a 10 for me. Yeah. Yeah. The plot. (laughs) Well, that was not a 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um... I, I recently read The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, which was a memoir, but it is about mm. a straight white cis man. I really <laughs> that. <laughs> that was a fantastic book, so. <laughs> I guess well, we'll one. give it middle of the road then, because it can go either way. Well, it, but the, 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 the prompt is the book is a 10, but, you know? So uh, it's assuming the book is good. I mean, right. yeah, if the book is a 10, but the... Because uh, that's... We read those, so it would still be a 10. Exactly. Great. <laughs> um, let me see. What else do I have? Or did you have any more, or was that your last one? No, that was mine. Okay. I think all my other ones are pretty short, like shorter, quick ones. So, okay. our, oh yeah, I wrote... Uh, the book would be a 10, but the characters only get together in the very last chapter, which... Um, um, the Aristotle and Dante book was what I thought of because <laughs> they literally only yeah, get together yeah, in the, yeah. like the last page. <laughs> uh, it's not a trilogy, so we'll do a seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'll give it an eight because I did give four stars to Aristotle and Dante, but mm-hmm. it does bother me. I'm like, can't I? I should at least get an epilogue where it's cute and fluffy, you know? Yeah, I want to know. Like, I want to see more scenes of them. I want cute. sweet, cute adorableness, you know? Yeah. Um, the book would be a 10, but a character overhears some... Oh, actually, this is, like, the uh, the trope that you talked about. It was, like, a character overhears something and it inevitably misinterprets it, and instead of just asking, they freak out. <laughs> yeah, that one's worse than mine. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's slightly... The same it's a bit more specific, but it's, like... Yeah. It's, like... Uh, but I read something recently... Oh, actually, it was the book with the Harry Potter girl. <laughs> that book really inspired oh, okay. multiple of these. <laughs> it's like, it was like at the, near the end, uh, the other girl, the not Harry Potter one, the the likable character. <laughs> uh, she has yeah. like a really bad relationship with her mom. And they're having this like conversation and her mom's asking about the girl. And she's like, no, she doesn't mean anything to me because she doesn't want to talk to her mom about it. And she overhears that. She's like, oh my god, she hates me. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> and she, like, refuses to talk to her. And I'm like, you... But she knew she had a really bad relationship with her mom. So, like, why wouldn't you it. try to talk to her? Like, it makes no sense. So I'm going to do a four. But if you add on um, the, that person who overheard confronting the other person who's trying to explain what they meant but then the other person just won't let them talk it becomes a two yeah 100% oh if someone (laughs) when they don't like let them explain properly and they just I can't no that's that'd be like a one for me I would yeah that's really bad yeah rough um let's see what else do I have um the book would be a ten but you figure out who the killer is 20% into the book. Ugh. 
Uh, it depends on the rest of the book, but I'll go. Well, assumably it's good. Yeah. But it's like, mm. it's not a shock when you the reveal happens. With the when children. it happens. So I'd say like a six. Yeah, I'll give it five. Yeah. Uh, the book would be a ten, but the twist is your favorite character betraying everyone. Ooh, I kind of <laughs> like that. That's kind of cool. Uh, seven. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> what did you say? Seven? Seven. Okay. It sounded like 11. So I was like, oh, no. Oh, I corrected it. Out I guessed it right. <laughs> um, uh, I would probably do it like a five. Mm-hmm. Because I'd probably, I'd get upset because everyone would start hating on my favorite character. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> just just because they they got someone killed or whatever. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I have a one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the book will be a 10, but there's multiple character point of views and there's one character that you absolutely can't stand that you have to read the point of view of. One. <laughs> um, I'll go like five. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, because I, I read a book where it's like, basically it was like five main characters and like two of the characters I absolutely love like two I like and then one I hated. So like once in a while it'd be their POV and I'm like, let's skim through this and get to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, it gives me like beautiful world. Where are you vibes? So <laughs> no, that's different. That's uh, where there's I four mean... different POVs that you hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you didn't hate different. them all. So no, but you did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember who I hated in uh, Beautiful World. Where are you? I know there was a couple that I didn't like. Was it just the guys? Ugh, the guy. The guy yeah. you should have seen. Yeah. Anyway. Ew, he was awful. Ew. Sorry, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was all the prompts I had. That was fun. We should. That was um, fun. Actually, anytime. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. If we come up with any more, we should just do them. That's fun. the problem, is that we have to be the ones who come up with, and yeah. us, and prepping for this podcast, <laughs> we, that just doesn't get along, you know? It doesn't <laughs> no, work. It doesn't work. I mean, it, yeah, as long as it's not prep, and it just comes to you naturally, um, then it's fine. <laughs> we don't like to prep. We're terrible under pressure. <laughs> We Work talk over great. each other. Ah! We... <laughs> we forget how the intro goes. <laughs> Professional uh, podcasters. Yes. We've been officially doing this for over a year. It's been a year and a month. I actually wow. looked that up the other day. That's I was crazy. Like, oh, we f- I was like, we forgot our one year anniversary. Oops. That's really bad. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was like, we've been doing this for like three years. I don't know. <laughs> Well, happy belated anniversary. You as well. Um, you. I'll uh, send you a cake. Oh, thanks. Oh, sorry. really not. not going to happen. Don't get excited. <laughs> um, buy, buy yourself a cake pop from Starbucks. I'll pay you back. Okay. 
<laughs> Same thing, right? Cake pops over here. Oh, you don't have cake pops? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen a cake <gasps> pop in Starbucks. Oh, I'm obsessed with the cake pops, but I've made my own and they were amazing. So mm. I don't even need Starbucks anymore. I'm my own woman. <laughs> Independent. Uh, I'm independent. Don't eat no Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, should I mention next episode's book? I think it's good before we further derail this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so you know we've been doing a lot of like cute. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was so this cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. Um, not I this love one, Canadian but... atrocities. <laughs> so cute. Uh, the past few, minus this one, have been, you know, cute, um, yeah. a bit romancy, and then this one was obviously like more historical. So we're taking it back. We're going back to our, to our some, roots. To our roots, <laughs> our mystery roots. Yeah. And we're going to be reading The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Very um, exciting. Yes. Have you um, read any Lu- Lucy Foley before? I was thinking about this, and I not don't think I have. I think I've read two of her previous books. I've definitely read The Hunting Party, which I have in my yes. library because I can see it right there. I think I read the other one. What was it? Um, the Guest List, right? Yes, I read The Guest List as well. Yeah. They're both solid reads, so I'm excited for this cool. one. Um, I, I, it's been on my TBR for a while, so I'm excited. And I feel like I haven't read as many mysteries this year as I did last year, so I'm excited to get yeah. into it. I, like, even if they're bad, they're usually easy enough to read and, like, entertaining enough. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like some of the mysteries it. we've read, like, even though the, the plot was awful. Like, we had a great time just discussing them. So. Yeah, first of all, they're so much fun to talk about because there's so much yeah. to complain about. And you guys know how uh-huh. much we love to complain. And, <laughs> and they're usually, like, like they're quick reads because you want to find out what happens. So you're just yeah. kind of like, let's get this going. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I'm just further de- derailing this. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Cool. Well, we will... Um episode, I guess. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Happy Canada Day.